on the next episode of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. This is a whiskey episode, so here's the whiskeys we're going to be discussing today. From Glendronach, we have the Glendronach Cast Strength, batch number 10. From Titessa, we have the Titessa 15-year-old, the Titessa 30-year-old. From the folks at the last drop, we have the 20-year-old Japanese blended malt whiskey. We have the 1950 Ordage Petite Champagne Cognac. The 1977 Glen Turret Single Malt. And from Gordon and McPhail, we are really excited to try their 1952 Glen Grant Platinum Jubilee. Yahoo! And lastly, from Ardbeg, my one of my perennial favorites, the Ardbeg Trayvon 19-year-old Batch 4. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoke and host the good old boys It's sippin' time. Hey, it's sippin' time again. Welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. Oh, yes, it is. You know why? Because Justified comes on at 1 and it's done by 2. Okay. So you're saying, you know, like, if Justified If we were at 1 it, o'clock, we'd be, we'd be losing out. So you say we're behind Raylan Givens. Well, I, I can live with that. It's hard to beat Prince's Fried Chicken, prominently shown. In I mean, you got to like Raylan. I mean, he was the hitman in that one movie. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I like the guy. So, well, <laughs> this is Made Man Bob and joining me are Made Man Brent. Pleasure to be here. Always enjoy a good uh, foreign whiskey show. Foreign? <laughs> foreign. <laughs> foreign whiskey show. Sounds like he was trying to say another word there and only got half of it in. No, we need half. Yeah. Everybody knew what I was saying. And good old boy, Maury. I'm speechless after that last comment. <laughs> good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. And good old boy, Justin. Good morning. Wow. What a great day in the basement. It doesn't suck in the basement. Nope. The basement's a pretty, pretty awesome place. Oh, yep. Yeah. And, you know, like if Putin goes crazy, we're all probably pretty safe down here. I mean, it's about 40 foot underground, so. Well, at least if something happens, we'll have enough whiskey, we won't care. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's been my plan. Yeah. The bunker. Exactly. Right. It's not accidentally. Other people are hoarding food supplies and fuel and medicine. I'm just hoarding whiskey. So yeah, plenty of calories right here. On the yeah, table. that's all I need. So our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and pretty much anything else you can drink. And this is a whiskey episode. So here's the whiskeys we're going to be discussing today. From Glendronach, we have the Glendronach Cast Strength, batch number 10. From Titessa, we have the Titessa 15-year-old, the Titessa 30-year-old. 
From the folks at the last drop, we have the 20-year-old Japanese blended malt whiskey. We have the 1950 Ordage Petite Champagne Cognac. The 1977 Glen Turret Single Malt. And from Gordon and McPhail, we are really excited to try their 1952 Glen Grant Platinum Jubilee. Yahoo! And lastly, from Ardbeg, my one of my perennial favorites, the Ardbeg Trayvon 19-year-old Batch 4. Mine too. So <laughs> I know. I hold these for you, man. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Oh, just wait. Next show, I've got, I've got, I've got Supernova for you. Um, the highest phenol count of any Ardbeg ever made. I am here for that. You can break the bottle apart, and it doesn't run. It just holds Supernova. the shape of the bottle. It's like mm-hmm. Play-Doh. It's awesome. So can't wait to chew that. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much like, you know, chewing cock, I think just really smoky. All right. So let's have Justin tell us about our sips ratings. Well, in honor of our amazing spirits today, we're going to talk about sips ratings. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Is that Fred the Elephant Boy from the Stern Show? Two sips. Nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? No, that's how you talk when you're on that, um, what's that stuff they gave me when I had surgery? Uh, Propofol. Yeah, propofol. And I'm not sharing it. Ah, you bastard. Three sips. Hmm, interesting, but what was this again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five sips. Oh my. Always unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 And we made it through another sips rating with nobody ever, <laughs> nobody knowing what voice that was. Yeah, exactly. And nobody puked. You ever right. watch Yacht Rock? Um, well, I can't say I have. Yeah, I mean, it's, I know what it is. Or listen to it, anyway. I don't think anybody can watch it unless you're on the cruise. <laughs> no. No. No earthly a idea what the hell he's talking about. Okay. There's a reference to something no one knows. So let's move on to our first whiskey. Let's segue into something that has never been mentioned by anybody on earth. All right. So we're going to go to Maury for our first whiskey. So tell us about it. Thank you, Bob. The first whiskey will be the Glendronic Cast Strength Batch 10, 58.6 ABV or 117.2 proof. Glendronic was established by founder James Allardyce in 1826 as one of Scotland's earliest licensed distilleries. Currently owned by Brown Foreman, this 10th edition of the Cast Strength Expression was expertly crafted by master blender Rachel Berry from a marriage of Pedro Jimenez and Oloroso sherry casks. It has a beautiful burnt copper color on the nose lots of mocha apricot orange chocolate cake roasted almond hint of walnut raisin 
and and a, just a an, a lovely oak background on the palate. It's just wow. Was my first and only word. Rich spice fruit cake, nectarine, dark cherry, honey, uh, just mouth coating, luscious, delicious, and then the finish just carries on and on. I thought this was a spectacular way to start the day, or should I say, the morning in the damp, dark basement. What do you think, Brent? Oh, I agree. I love this one as well. And for uh, for somebody that's really appreciating scotch a lot, um, this one comes through and shines. The, the raisin on it, you get it on the nose right away. It's like a chocolate almond raisin, and then and then it follows through with that a little bit of that that Christmas fruit cake to it a little bit. Not a lot, but it's uh, but it comes through there a little. But yeah, you get some dark cherries, those raisins. And the palate and the finish is great. Yeah, the, one, the other thing I noticed that I forgot to mention was the marzipan. There's a little hint of marzipan in there that just kind of wafts in and out. Yes, especially if you add a little bit of water, that shows up a little bit more. I agree with that, yeah. Justin? This was insanely good. Within the parameters of, you know... It's age and it's finishes. You absolutely could not have done this any better than they did. If don't I try this at home, that, folks. Oh no! If you see this on the shelf, buy it. If you don't have the money, appropriate it. It's so good. Get a better job. Yeah, yeah get a better job. Rest in peace, that's been, my that's friend. Been, that's been told to me before. <laughs> yeah, this is well. We did the last batch of a cast drink Glendronach and and I thought that was about as good as life could get and uh, honestly this one's a whole step better than that one um I mean I've said it before I'll say it again Rachel Berry is absolutely a damn genius everything she touches is fantastic I am a huge fanboy um but this one is just so well done it's just sell this in stores where we can find yeah. it oh good yeah. i mean right. it's, i'm looking for it it's chocolate oranges it's almonds sultana raisins oh fruit cake dark cherries um just a little bit of a honey sweetness on the end it's just it's it's enough of everything but not too much of anything it's just it, she I'm took so everything. Profound. She took everything up to the line and didn't cross it on any of them. I mean, it's just so I, I, you. I don't think you can make a better whiskey than this. I really don't. I mean, it's this is this is fantastic. And again, the only bad thing is we didn't get a seven fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for what you sent, but boy, I'd love to have a whole one of this. <laughs> uh, just so. So well done, even better than last year, which I didn't think they could possibly do. But uh, just a fantastic whiskey. If you see Glendronach cast strength of, of any batch, grab it. But if you see the number 10, yeah, grab it and run. So we're going to be rating the Glendronach cast strength batch number 10, a well-deserved oh five sips. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those ones if you, you think, oh, I don't want scotch whiskey. no. Taste it. You want this scotch whiskey. Yeah. It's not what you're, it's not just scotch that so many people grew up with. And I think that's what. Uh, well, it's not your grandfather's scotch. Right. That's the problem. A lot of people right. think of this yep. is old school. Yeah. This is just, I mean, 
it's it's again i really don't think i can't point at anything and go well this could be improved on it i can't point at a single thing i mean that's about as close to perfect as you can get a bottle so again rachel berry fantastic fantastic so let's move on to our next whiskey we're going to have brent tell us about that one i look forward to mispronouncing all these names on this one (laughs) i'm sure they are looking forward to it as well so iconic spirits was founded by partners taki seki and tai Julius, Chi Seki. Yeah, close enough. There you go. Tai and, Chi. And oh. Julius Grant to bring high-quality Japanese spirits to the global market. One of their whiskeys is its Tatessa Japanese grain whiskey. The Sato Distillery, the home of Tatessa, was founded in 1905 by the owners of the Fuji Takasago Saki Brewery in the Maizaki Prefecture of Japan. Takasago Saki and Miyazaki prefecture see i already had that right you got to start hardly missed a beat (laughs) it's current master distiller junji mizu is a fourth generation distiller i'll go what he said i don't know (laughs) (laughs) distiller at the sato distillery in 1989 they remodeled and created their own type of still appropriately called sato still which was designed to create a sophisticated flavor by paying attention to the shape of the column which looks like a beehive. Ooh. I mean, that alone makes me want to go there. Like, what kind of, have you ever seen a still shaped like a beehive? No, it's literally I mean, the only place yeah. on earth that has one like that. We'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we were uh, having Brent tell us a little bit about the Tatessa Japanese grain whiskey. So let us know what you think. Okay, so this is the Tatessa 15 year old grain Japanese whiskey, 40%. Per- percent abv 80 proof the color on this one i'm gonna go with more of a yellow color than a straw color it's kind of the it's in the in the glass it looks more in the bottle looks more straw in the glass it looks more yellow it's got these floral notes a a lot of a lot of tree fruit a lot of like like an apple and uh and a and a cherry uh, fruit um some vanilla on the nose on the palate those fruits come through. You get some uh, some apple, some almonds, a little bit of a uh, little bit of green melon. Um, yeah, the melon's big on front of the palate. Yeah, yeah. The uh, and just a little bit of so light, but it's a little bit of oak on it. You know, from the but it's um this is a very to me the eighty proof. It's a very light. Um, you know, you don't want to use the word feminine, but it's just Why not? Uh, well because. It's not masculine. <laughs> that would make it feminine. <laughs> the, but I agree a, with it's, you. It's, a it's, light, a, it's, it's, a, it's really light. It's really light. The proof is there. Uh, just a sipper. I I mean, I. it's not something, not for my palate. I'm not going to come back to it later and say, I want to go back to that. But I would agree with what you said, though. I think it's a feminine whiskey. It's got a lot of finesse and very subtlety to it. It's not mm-hmm. a brick to the teeth. It's not, no. you know, it's, in your face. It's not it's meant to be. It's if I gave this to you and did, did not tell you where it was from, I told you that it was a grain whiskey and pick the country, you would probably nine times out of ten immediately say Japan because it is a very Japanese style of whiskey. Very, yes. very light, very ethereal something that you need to sort of spend time on agreed yes justin this is like a jasmine scented mung bean japanese sweet and that's really all i have to say about it i'll take his word for that one (laughs) (laughs) 
We got that many words out of him in a row. That was pretty incredible, too. I never thought I would live long enough to hear somebody say mung bean on a whiskey <laughs> show, but okay. Um, and how do you? And how does one know what a mung bean tastes like? You've eaten. You order before, the Japanese obviously. sweets oh, from yeah. the internet. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's a place that has them all over the country: San Francisco, New York. It's like a common Japanese dessert. Here we go, mung oh, bean. I expect mung some mung bean snacks at the yeah. next. I'll bring some whiskey episode. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. I'll bring some. Well, it's got a beautiful nose on it. It's very floral. It's got, I think it's pear. It's a little bit of pear and a little bit of apricot, some vanilla. And on the palate, the first thing I, the first note I have is melon, melon, melon. There's a huge melon note on the front of the palate. Um, I get toasted nuts. I get a little bit of green apple. Um, I get a very, very light oak, and I get a very light sherry note on the back of the palate. Um, it's pleasant. Yeah, it's everything's, lovely. Everything's yeah. pleasant about it, but there's nothing that stands out that says, Gotta buy oh, it. I have to go out. I need to go out and get this right now. There's nothing to me that says that. Well, that's them too. <laughs> Well, that's all. That's I all. Agree, that's yeah. all scotch. It's, that's yeah. all scotch whiskey, except for the, some of the ones. Yeah, exactly. Lately, but, yeah. You know, I mean, it, there's nothing inherently it wrong with it. It just no, uh, no, there's it's a not style. Yeah, yeah, and I think that there's a market for this. Where uh, in know? Siberia? <laughs> Where is that market? Uh, well, in the in the you got the two you know cast strength bourbon guys over here who don't drink anything else. So yeah, okay. Um, yeah, very very lovely. Lots of layers to it. Uh, you know, a beautifully well-made whiskey. Um, we're going to be rating the Tessa 15-year-old uh, Japanese grain whiskey. A well-deserved three sips. Interesting. So let's go to Justin with our next one. Okay. Our next spirit is Tessa 30-year-old grain Japanese whiskey. It's also 40% alcohol by volume or 80 proof. And this one's matured in three different oak barrels, Spanish oak, American white oak, and limousine oak barrel when you don't want to drive there like the working man. So the nose, it's complex, raisiny. It's got um, dates, currants, cardamom on the palate. Look at you. That's a good one. Cardamom. Absolutely the cardamom palette it's like a rich and complex i think like dark raisins sandalwood and the finish is very pleasant it, you will you will taste the spanish oak and i wish i could tell you what american white oak and limousine oak barrels taste like but i don't know but you definitely have the spanish oak and then something else which my ignorant palate can't really describe to you what do you think maury I thought this one was considerably more interesting than the previous one. I like this one um, much more. It has much more color. You can tell it's been a lot more time in wood. Um, on the nose, I'm getting, definitely getting lots of prune and raisin. And uh, it just sort of reminds me of a PX sherry. Um, on the palate, again, it's mostly dominated by prunes, raisins, 
um, spice cake, and then it's got a uh, medium a medium finish. I thought it was a very interesting whiskey. This is definitely one you can stump your friends with. I highly doubt that anybody listening to the show has ever had a thirty year old Japanese grain whiskey. And uh, if you're you know in the market and want to try something different, this was really fun and really interesting. It's very interesting. There's early on in the palate, there's something that was like off putting about it. I couldn't put my nose on it or I palate on it right away. But it was almost like it was like a like a burnt like a burnt raisin or burnt plum, you know, that was like cooked over a campfire or something that they added to it. It's like Indian yeah, or something, something. Just something just a little bit off on it. It wasn't terrible, you know, don't think it was like a like a bad off. It was just just a different that 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 it actually brought out the differences in this but um interesting is the word for this one um prunes raisins stewed fruit yeah that's uh that's the name of the game on this one what do you think justin well you ever have the indian rice pudding called care no it's a lot like that it's kind of like rice pudding with cinnamon raisins and some south asian flavor to it Mm. it's reminiscent of indian food that was pretty good you know he started this right (laughs) (laughs) he just went back so justin (laughs) now it's my turn what did you think about it because we never really know what justin thinks well Well, every time he thinks because the thing is is if you ask him enough you always get a different answer every time so well i just figure i add something to it since he went back to me again it is uh we we met one of the owners of the brand in Chicago at Whiskey Fest, and this one really stood out when we tried it. It was very different. It was very unusual. It was definitely something that I have never had before, and that was the reason why I really wanted to get it on the show because, again, it's, you know, that's what we're looking for. We're looking, I mean, really good whiskeys that are mainstream all taste the same, you know? I'm looking, I'm looking for the oddball stuff i'm and looking for not, the different things and it's not know? a geek whiskey no it's absolutely not, it's not, not a geek not. whiskey there's it's approachable you know right it's very yeah. much approachable for everybody yeah this one uh, i think for the vast majority of people i think add a little water to it um and that will you know help make it even more approachable um but really well done um got a really just uh concentrated raisininess to it um justin actually nailed it with a cardamom as soon as he said that that's when it popped in my head i'm like oh my god yeah green green cardamom that's exactly what i'm getting out of it um and on the palate again just that delicious raisiny goodness uh, absolutely stunning color to this whiskey um extremely well done so we're going to be rating the uh, Tutessa 30-year-old Japanese grain whiskey. A well-deserved. Four sips. That's classified. So let's move on to our next whiskey, which is from our friends over at Last Drop Distillery. Um, this is the we last like drop. We like them there. The last drop 20-year-old <laughs> yes, <we do. laughs> Japanese blended malt whiskey. And this is a blend of whiskeys from 20 to 40 years old. Um, it is 60% ABV, 120 proof, 177 bottles. 
Long searching for a whiskey that encapsulate the artistry of Japanese distilling, the Last Drop Distiller's inaugural Japanese whiskey provides a glimpse into the history of world-famous distilleries, including the now-closed Hanyu Distillery. Widely considered one of the most sought-after whiskeys, this 100% Japanese blend marries malts distilled and matured at the Exanyu Distillery between 1980 and 2000, when the distillery closed its gates. These whiskeys have been blended with singular malts from a variety of Japanese uh, distilleries before spending its married life in an ex-sherry cask. So, the color on it is a very light, bright gold. Um, on the nose, I get citrus. I get vanilla pudding. It's very, very flowery. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of pear in there, a little bit of apple. It's just very, very floral. Beautiful, almost perfumey. And on the palate. Mm, on the palate, it's absolutely amazing. Floral, um, like fruit tea. It's got a beautiful, creamy, almost chewy mouth coating texture to it. There's a there's um, there's a nuttiness to it, but of like a creamy sort of nuttiness to it, um, and like a tropical fruit cake. I mean, that it's damn, that's fantastic. What do you think, Brent? Okay, so on the nose. I thought it was almost too perfumey to drink. This is something that I like. If I'm sitting down and uh, and a lady walked by and and this and this is what I would smell, I'd be like, "Oh, that is really nice." It's so uh, it's floral, it's perfumey, it's uh, like a little orange and, uh, but on the palate, then I got I got a lot of floral notes. It was the perfuminess is gone with the with on the on the palate. Uh, it's like a fruity jasmine tea on there, but it's delicate and feminine and enjoyable. That's about as much as I'm getting out of him. That's, well, I, don't, that, I mean, wow, it's, that's a twelve from Brent. So no, I mean for anything it, to sign bourbon, right? It's not. It, well, it's Japanese whiskey. Yeah. It's uh, but it's. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's different. What do you think, Maury? I liked it quite a lot. I think your description, Bob, was spot on. I thought that the the nose was definitely floral. Uh, I didn't think the palate matched the nose quite as much. I thought it was really pleasant on the palate. It was really enjoyable. The, the palate really comes through. It had lots of the, layers. And oh, layers. yes. This is one you could fill a glass over and, and over. just spend the next four hours sitting on the back patio just taking notes on exploring just literally like every time you pick it up there's something new yeah there's there's more layers to this and there is an onion yeah and so I, I would agree i think that we don't really know exactly how many whiskeys went in but ranging in age from 20 to 40 there's no question there's some influences and some really older whiskeys in here that just sort of creep in 
at certain junctures. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic whiskey. I thought it was really well done. I'm really privileged to have gotten to try it today. And I uh, I think that uh, most of us will probably never see a bottle on a shelf, much less be able to find one or afford one. But uh, if you have an opportunity to try it. Yeah, if you're in a whiskey the, bar the and you see last drop bottle on the shelf, if you see the, this one. The creaminess on yeah, the palate. Grab, yeah. grab a dram. Yeah, that creaminess on the palate treat, really, treat yourself. really comes through. Definitely you know, treat yourself. Agree. What do you think, Justin? So this is one of the more complex whiskeys that I've ever had. That's a $2 word. And... You wouldn't believe by drinking it that it was 120 proof. It drinks much more subtly than that. Oh, I would agree with you there. It doesn't drink hot. You know, like Knob Creek hits at 120. Knob Creek will just knock you on your ass. This, it's subtle. It's complex. Like all the mysteries of the East. If somebody told you it was 90 proof, you'd you'd be like, I don't know if it's even that high. That high? high? Yeah. 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 It's like 86 proof. Yeah, drinks like, an like 80. a typical Japanese malt whiskey, but so much more complex. Oh, if you hit Powerball, get this first. So good. Well, with that, we're going to be rating the last drop 20 year old Japanese blended malt whiskey a well deserved five steps. Oh, my goodness. Yes! 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 So let's go to Maury and ask him to tell us about our next one from Last Drop. Thank you, Bob. The next whiskey will be the, or the next spirit, I should say, will be the last drop 1950 Ordage Petit Champagne Cognac, 45% ABV or 90 proof, 375 bottles produced. This was distilled in a traditional wood-fired alambic pot still in 1950. 1950. 50. That's right. 72 years ago. Is there anybody listening to this podcast that was born prior to 1950 no this single estate cognac from the esteemed petite champagne terroir was crafted at a family-owned distillery during a pivotal time in france when the cognac region and europe as a whole were recuperating after world war ii distilled by the eighth generation of a family this cognac was still in its original oak casks when the last drop team discovered it. This is one of the last barrels from the cellars of this recently and permanently closed distillery. Wouldn't you like to be on that team of last drop just goes around to yeah. find these things? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my first uh, <laughs> my first thought was just, wow. The color is a nice, deep, um, burnished copper. On the nose, there's all kinds of stuff going on. There is candied peach, dried figs, apricot jam, some floral perfume notes, dried rose petals, iris, honeysuckle. There's just so much going on. You could spend all day just nosing this whiskey. Really pretty phenomenal. On the palate, wow. It just has, you know, amazing wood tannins. It's got just this soft, comfortable, luscious mouthfeel with hints of cocoa, wood, spice, and a nice finish that just goes on and on. I really thought this was a, I didn't think the last whiskey could be improved upon, but this is not a whiskey, it's a cognac, but really, uh, I think this kind of underscores the fact that all things aged in wood evolve to a common location in that you're just 
the substrate becomes less important and the barrel becomes so much more important. And uh, this was wonderful. I feel uh, honored and privileged to have tried it. What do you think, Brett? This is not your daddy's cognac. You know, this is not the one that that they're aging that they're aging uh, whiskey in at this point in time. This one is so much more subtle, cozy and soft, and just warm and just wants you just want, just wants to hug you. Yeah, but, it doesn't drink not, hot at all. It's uh, it's not warm in that it's high heat or high proof. It drinks you know well below its uh, stated proof but it's just delicious yeah you got those subtle notes of cocoa and stuff on there a little bit of licorice yeah a little bit of wood you know that wood that comes the longer through. you spend the more stuff you find yeah it's i'm totally enjoying this one pretty special and it's I'm trying uh, to figure out what his daddy's cognac was was it fred's cognac from oh, i don't know saskatchewan i believe yeah wherever <laughs> what do you think justin this is your 50th anniversary by the fireplace spirit. Yeah. So good. We'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we were discussing the uh, 1950 uh, last drop petite uh, cognac, uh, ordage petite champagne cognac. Um, there's not much more I can really say. I mean, it's just. It's 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 literally evolving into something just ethereal in my glass. I just I can't even really hardly describe it. Yeah, mine's gone. It's just <laughs> oh my god! It's just, my sample wasn't large enough. <laughs> it's peaches and nectarines, <laughs> That's what she said. and just so much so much fruit. It's so bright. It's seventy two yeah. years old, and it's so bright. It's like they put it in the bottle yesterday. Oh my gosh! A little bit of fig, a little bit of apricot. And that beautiful floral note on the nose. And I'm just going to tank the rest of this here. And just imagine being that team that went out and that found this somehow. That's uh, that's just a great feeling. You know, when you run into something like this. Oh, it's like being an archaeologist. It's like being Mel Fisher and finding the Atocha. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's so warm and soft and round and happy. And there's cocoa in there. in a bottle. There's licorice in there. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Thank you to Rebecca, Jago, and the team at The Last Drop for sending that one because that one was pretty much life-altering. Um, I, 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 I'm I, sorry. I can only give it a five. I mean. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. You mean we can't yes. make an exception and give yes. it 13 sips? These go to 11. <laughs> Come on. You know, Spinal Tap? Really? You know that one? All right, so let's have Justin tell us about our last whiskey from the folks at The Last Drop. So we're going to talk about The Last Drop 1977, Glen Turret Single Malt Scotch. That was the year that Star Wars came out. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. It was officially, oh, and it's a 45% alcohol by volume or 90 proof for the numerically challenged, and only 168 bottles were made. Officially established in 1775, but with illicit operations dating back as far as 1717, the Glen Turret Distillery is reputedly Scotland's oldest distillery, undeniably one of the most revered. This 44-year-old single malt from the Glen Turret Distillery was produced in 1977 and matured 
an ex-Sherry butt, man. I love a big Sherry butt. I cannot lie. I'm pretty sure Luke Skywalker put this in there. Yes. So this knows it's complex. It's sweet. It's balanced. It's got mangoes and plums and peaches. Well, the fat man made a funny. Raisins and toffee. And uh, it'll just fill your heart with joy. On the palate, it's soft, fruity, silky, a little spice, a little oak, licorice, sherry, and then a beautiful sweet finish. This is amazing. And Maury, what did you think? Well, I think you hit the uh, nail on the head very nicely, Justin. I would agree with you. It's a really special whiskey. Um, the aromas, the tropical fruits on the on the nose, the mango, the candied apricots, raisins, toffee, uh, just really amazing. But the palate just does not disappoint. Uh, again, floral, sweetness, silky tannins, spices, oak, um, I thought that the finish was very reminiscent of a Madeira. It just uh, just kind of lingers on and on, and just you can enjoy it all day. It's like an all day sip in one in one. Brent, this is why people like single malt. This right here. This isn't. There's no smokiness. There's no peatiness. There's none of that stuff. There's no iodine, no mercury, chrome. Any of those medicine notes to it, it's, it's just, just a, deliciousness. A lovely expression that with the with the fruits, the the sweetness, the the, the toffee, the raisins, the floral notes. This is why people want to drink this. This it's is single malt perfection. Yeah, this is like the quintessential single malt. It just says all the things you want and none of the things you don't. Yeah, and 168 bottles. I'll know I'll never own one, but at least I got the privilege to taste one. Bobby Joe? Again, another amazing whiskey from the folks at Last Drop. And, I mean, what more can you say? Absolutely beautiful nose. Just tropical fruit. Dried apricots, peaches. Slight bit of citrus in the tip of the nose. Um, on the palate, just absolutely lovely, honey sweet. And again, just it it's it's aged so well. It's just all the all the rough edges on this whiskey have just been worn away and it's just left this absolutely there were no magnificent. Rough edges on Star Wars. Some magnificent <laughs> core. Um a lovely whiskey i mean really there's there's not much more we can say about it um we're going to be giving the uh, we're going to be rating the last drop 1977 glen turret single malt scotch a well-deserved five oh my sips. Yes! 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 well bob you want to tell us about our next one yeah so you know in that vein of going with really amazingly old rare whiskeys that none of us can actually afford uh <laughs> God, I love this job. It's the only way I can try these. Um, we have, from Gordon and McPhail, we have the 1952 Platinum Jubilee Glen Grant. It is 52.3% ABV, 104.6 proof. This expression was bottled by Gordon and McPhail to honor the Platinum Jubilee of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. 
This whiskey from the Glengant Distillery was distilled in 1952 and has spent the last 70 years maturing in first fill sherry casks. Was that seven seven years or 70 seven years? years. Seven. 70 years? 1952. Yep. It was bottled on the 6th of January, or 6th of January, 6th of February, 2022, which was the anniversary of the Queen's accession to the throne. And she passed away not, not too long ago, but she made it to 70. I mean, she's literally the only queen about four generations of the UK have ever known. Um, and it serves as a fitting tribute to her exceptional legacy. Um, and part of her legacy was the Queen's Green Canopy Initiative, which aims to plant 100,000 rare and native trees in Scotland every year. And in furtherance of that cause, Gordon MacPhail is going to be donating 20,000 pounds to the Scottish charity Trees for Life. So in honor of the Queen, um, gentlemen, cheers. Long live the Queen. Cheers. cheers. Oh, she's dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> what an amazing whiskey. Just beeswax and toffee. Citrus notes in the tip of the nose, old leather, and on the palate, mm. stewed berries, milk chocolate, a little bit of citrus, a little bit of menthol. Again, just an amazing whiskey. Uh, I can't really point at a single flaw in this. I mean, it, it's 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 perfect. It's absolutely perfect. What do you think, Justin? The only note that I detect you didn't go over that kind of got a chocolate egg cream out of it. Oh, there's definitely a milk chocolatey kind of. Which was amazing. And there was a little bit of smoke on the finish, which I thought was like really well done. Mm-hmm. Just like a, this faintest wisp of yeah. a campfire. Yeah. Just like a not a PD, but just the Queen's wave goodbye to the spirit. Yeah, it's just perfect. Yeah, with that the way she used to yeah. wave, like you're screwing in a light bulb. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what do you think, Brent? You know, I wonder. You know they they say they put this in there for when the Queen. How do they decide to say, let's wait that long before we take it out? I mean, whose decision was that? to wait that long or what did they decide what was their thought process who's ever thought it out did a great job but i was like you know what if the queen only lived had 30 years on her you know do the whiskey wouldn't be nearly as good (laughs) (laughs) so thank you thank you your majesty for for enduring as long as you did because uh you you know you got a great whiskey so what'd you Anything interesting that you tasted in it that we didn't pick up on? No, I, I, th- I think you guys hit all the notes that that uh, the methanol and milk chocolate on the palate uh, really worked well together, which I didn't think was going to, and it really did. It's almost like a peppermint patty kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just enjoyable. Uh, you know, hats off to the people that decided to do this and knew when to pick it, when you wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. hats off to them. Well, it's Gordon McPhail. We've done their whiskeys on the show before, and I don't think we've ever had one that wasn't excellent. Uh, They're a pretty amazing team of people that are picking some remarkable casks. Yeah, we had what we were what were we drinking? Was it Glen Totchers at Whiskey Live? Is a seventy nine Gordon McPhail, and that one was was so good. Oh yeah, it was just I kept going back. I was. 
started getting embarrassed. That whole table was amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. What do you think, Maury? Well, I really don't have a lot to add to what's been said. I mean, I think this okay, is a quintessential <laughs> uh, single malt. It's it's near perfection in a glass. It's fantastic in every way, shape, or form. I didn't really get the the menthol that you guys did, but I did agree with everything else that's been said. I thought it was just a beautiful whiskey, and if you can find a dram somewhere, grab it and just spend an hour with it. Yeah. Just toast, if you're in a really high-end whiskey bar and they, they yeah. have this one, do yourself a favor. Pour yourself wine, toast the queen, and enjoy a fantastic dram from Gordon McPhail. And tell them you're on Maury's tab. Yes, exactly. So, yes, I know Maury, and he said send the bill to him. <laughs> yes. All right, so we're going to be rating this lovely Gordon McPhail Platinum Jubilee Edition 1952 Glenn Grant, a well-deserved five six. Oh, my goodness! Yes! 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 And that brings us, with the few minutes we have left, to our buddy Brent and his favorite of all time, Petey Petey Scotch. Yay. I know how much you, you love thank this. You, thank you. I'll take my bow now. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. This we have the Ardberg Trebon Batch for 92.4 proof, 46%, 46.2% ABV, 19 years old. Inspired by the beautiful beaches of Trebon on Isla, no, locally as the singing sands, the tides ebb and flow, and the beaches hum beneath your feet. Matured in American oak and in a slightly higher pr- proportion of Oloroso sherry casks, this sublime 19-year-old whiskey is the epitome of an aged Ardbeg. I'll say that, yeah. The, uh, the color is a nice dark penny, copper color, 70s copper penny. Now I'm gonna give you the, their their um, their nose their nosing notes on this, and then I'll tell you my own nosing afterwards. But herbal pine and fennel flow into the sharp notes of citrusy lime sorbet and medicinal lo- lozenge, while eucalyptus and saddle soap follow on the breeze. A splash of water releases a cascade of hazelnut, sweet vanilla, and currants before a rich minted chocolate brings the nose to a close. That's a pleasant way of saying it's very smoky and peaty. (laughs) (laughs) Surrounded by heathens. There's definitely much more smoke and peat on the nose than on the palate. Yes, on on the nose, it's very much so. On On the palate, they're... There, yeah, the wood smoke. They nailed that one. Dark chocolate and ground coffee. Now that you look into it, yeah, it does come out. The, when I added water, is when the coffee note really leaped forward. You had right, and they yeah. said to add a splash of water yeah. releases that. Yeah. And I think the splash of water really helps on the the splash of water on the palate helps blend it. Where if you don't add that splash of water, it's it's not balanced. If you're not a peat guy, you really do need to add water because that will take the phenols down so that you can taste the other flavors in the whiskey. Absolutely. Yes, it does add some and balance. And it made to a it. big difference. It made yeah. a big difference and it balanced it out. You get that, you get those, those, that chocolate and ground coffee, a, a lemon curd and peanut brittle. Those come through, raisin and hazelnut, 
and then that medicine note you have that medicine note that you can't get rid of and that's kind of mm. that's one of those other things that off puts yummy. me on a yeah, yummy. That band-aid yeah exactly it's like chewing on a little band-aid to, at the, the end cure you, you have right you, you have to enjoy that i mean that's why it's not a geek whiskey but it's close to a geek whiskey because there's not everybody's gonna like that no not everybody likes that that medicine smoky it's a unique acquired taste. Just a few million people across the country, uh, across the globe, but, will yeah. all enjoy it. You know, but you know. Um, keep drinking it; you'll get there. Yeah, I'll never get there. I will right. never get to the point where I say, "Yes, I want to have that instead of a nineteen fifty-two, uh, you know, yeah, single malt then, scotch." You know, so last week you're like, "I'd rather have the scotch than the bourbon." Words I never thought would come out of your mouth. So don't never say never. Right? No. I enjoyed those scotches a whole lot more than I did the bourbons. Those were some really nice bourbons that we had. Anybody have any other thoughts on it? No, we're going to let you finish it up because you're going to be the one that's going to glorify it. Absolutely, because it's (laughs) fantastic. Animals. (laughs) This is everything an almost 20-year-old Iowa whiskey should be. Um, I don't think that the nose is all that particularly smoky, but okay, I'll go with that. Water absolutely changed this one for the better. Um, they're absolutely correct. Add water to it. Um, you get a little bit of a pine note, the medicinal note to it as well. A um, little bit of eucalyptus, a little bit of saddle soap. But overall, a lovely whiskey. And you guys know what you're talking about. We're going to be rating the Ardbeg Trayvon Batch 4, a well-deserved four sips. That's classified be five if that i was, didn't have these three it was the meeting grounds but well, i gave it a five didn't I? right you did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all right um, well that's all the time we have today i want to thank our co-host for joining us thank you brent thank you for seven lovely whiskeys here hand him the rest of that argument <laughs> it was a great day just wait <laughs> in the wait for the supernova buddy yeah. thank you maury thank you bob wonderful day in the damp dark chilly drippy basement and thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bob. What a way to travel around the world, my tongue. Awesome. Yep. Well, for Sip, Suds, and Smokes, is Made Man Bob. We thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. And we didn't really have to do that today. Well, maybe one. <laughs> Sissy. <laughs> Sissy. <laughs> Just admit it. You like Pete more than anything. Oh, I love to chew on burnt wood. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap, Just tap it in. the subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands millions and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping.
This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. Thank <laughs> you.